Jesus is the one who saves us. Shakespeare's Juliet asked the question, what's in a name? What's in a name? And for Romeo, it, the name meant love and life and death. What's in Jesus' name? Love and life and death. The angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said this, Matthew 1 verse 20. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and she will bear a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You will give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the English form of a Hebrew name, Joshua, Yehoshua. And he was a biblical hero who led the people of Israel uh, towards the end of the Exodus and he led them into the promised land. He led them to victory. Joshua, or Jesus, means the Lord, Yehovah, saves. It means the Lord saves. Naming your child Jesus was a sort of enacted prayer, a living prophecy. It was an incarnate walking prayer calling upon the Lord to save. One can imagine when Jesus was growing up, outside playing rugby, his mum calls him, the Lord saves, where are you? The Lord saves, where are you? And Jesus would have responded, I'm here, I'm coming. When Jesus introduced himself with his name, hello, I am the Lord who saves. Jesus is the one who saves. Our English word save comes from the Latin salvus or salvus. It means safe. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word yashar means rescue or deliver. The New Testament Greek equivalent sozo means to make whole or complete or to heal. Jesus is the one who saves. And he saves us by not saving himself. Who needs saving? And why do they need saving? And saving from what? Well, the Bible teaches us that we all need saving. We need saving from sin, the power of sin, the presence of sin in our life, and the ultimate penalty and consequence of sin. We need saving from sin, and we need saving for God and for life and for wholeness. There's a moving song by Brian May of Queen. It's about a relationship that has gone wrong, but it has a, a much more profound resonance and I think connects to all of us and it echoes our broken relationship with God. The lyrics go like this, it started off so well. It did in Eden. They said we made a perfect pair 
I clothed myself in your glory and your love. What a picture of Adam and Eve in Eden, made for intimacy, clothed in glory, made for love by God. How I loved you, how I cried. Then something breaks in and Brian May sings, Save me, save me, save me. I can't face this life alone. Save me, save me, save me. I'm naked and I'm far from home. I hang my head and I advertise a soul for sale or rent. I have no heart. I'm cold inside. I have no real intent. Save me, save me, save me. I can't face this. Profound. Not simply a pop song, but the offering of a profound reflection upon the existential condition of himself, but of the whole world ever since our first forefathers went astray and disobeyed God and opened Pandora's box and all hell broke out. Many of us, most of us, all of us could echo some of those lyrics a profound existential resonance and connection with us. A loss and longing and grief and diminishing and nakedness and shame and loneliness and longing. And all of these come to a head and are met in Christ on Good Friday. Let me make three brief points as we begin our reflection and meditation today. Firstly, Jesus saved us because we couldn't save ourselves. The angel says, you will call him Jesus because he will save you from your sins. Jesus saved us. Jesus needed to save us. He was the only one who could save us because we couldn't save ourselves. In the first century Israel, God's first covenant people were under military occupation yet again, this time by the Romans. And the nation was longing for a deliverer, calling out for a deliverer. They were thinking in terms of a kind of mighty warrior king like David who would overthrow the Roman occupation and rout these pagans from the Holy Land. But God saw there was a deeper problem and a more universal one, and that was sin. Our world faces huge problems, environmental, geopolitical, socioeconomic, flu pandemics, racism, terrorism, and these are all shockwaves going out throughout the world, an earthquake that's been rippling ever since our first forefathers went their own way and went astray and turned away from God. That's what the Bible calls sin. It's not a trending term on Twitter or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, but it is a biblical one. And it's a word that describes a reality. It's a word that describes a condition. Sin is anything we say or think or do that goes against God's good will for our lives. Anything that falls short of who God is, how God is, and how God would have us be. 
Sin is universal. The Bible says all have sinned, everyone. There isn't anyone who hasn't sinned and fallen short, fallen away, fallen back from God's glory. And sin is our ruin as we fall away from God who is all glorious. We fall, as it were, falling back into the shadows, into the night. It is our unraveling, our undoing. It separates us from a pure and holy God. And he is not just glory, not just holy, he is life. And as we're separated from the one who is life, we fall into death. Many have a vague sense or awareness of their sin, their guilt, their brokenness. More often a sense of the result of sin. They have a sense of a nostalgia for God. They know things are not quite right. There is a longing, as Brian May's song said, a longing for home, a missing of love, a loss of a sense of glory, and this sense of shame. All the religions are predicated on this. They understand this, that there is a holy God, but that we're not holy, we're sinful, and we have separated from him. And every religion says that we need to be restored and reconciled with God. But how? Well, all the noble religions will tell us that you do it by establishing good works, by building up karma, by you doing something to bridge the gap to cross the ravine, to traverse the gulf, as it were, to get yourself back to God. But this is where Christianity is so radically and fundamentally different. We agree on the problem, but the solution is different with Christianity. God says, you can't get to me, so I will come to you. And that is the incarnation. But then having come to us, what is he going to do with us? He needs to fit us and make us right for God. And that is why Easter. I'm friends with a chap who for decades was a professional criminal and gangster. And he said this to me once. He said, I've done some very bad things. I've also done some good things. They kind of balance themselves out. No, they don't. They don't balance themselves out. You cannot get yourself ready for God. Only God can fit you for God. Our best attempts are a bit like um, Baron von Munchausen who rode his horse into a bog and then he tried to pull himself out of the bog and his horse by pulling up his hair. It was futile. We can't pull ourselves out. We can't get ourselves right. Only God can do that and he does that willingly freely, lovingly, at Calvary. You will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then secondly, Jesus saved us by not saving himself. At the cross where Jesus hung between life and death and earth and hell, the authorities watched and mocked and ridiculed and scorned, and the apostle Luke Chapter 23, 35 tells us that they said to Jesus, he saved others, let him save himself. If he's the Messiah, come on down. He saved others, he rescued, healed and delivered others, let him save himself. But here's the irony. 
of Calvary. He was saving others precisely by not saving himself. God said to our first forefathers, Adam and Eve, if you sin, you will die. And we deserve to die because we sin. But Jesus saved us by taking our place. He who didn't deserve to die because he never sinned. And he died for us. Jesus, the chosen one, the man for others, our substitute and our sacrifice, dies in our stead at Calvary. He saves us by not saving himself. And this is a mystery and a marvel. I've been a minister now for 30 years. I still am only beginning to see, as it were, through a mirror dimly, what this is. The, there's, there's no plumbing, this mystery and marvel. But there it is before us, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him wouldn't perish but would have everlasting life. Jesus saves us by not saving himself. Jesus pays the price we should have, but we couldn't, and he dies our death. And he is the perfect sinless sacrifice for the sins of the world. And his death is sufficient. It is a sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the world. How do we know that? Because three days after he dies, God says yes to his death for us and raises him again. Sin is covered, death is defeated, the demonic is broken, the accusation is silenced, and God's justice is met. There's an ancient story of an old man praying by an eastern river, and one day he sees a scorpion floating by helplessly on the water. So he leans onto a branch, holds a branch, and he leans out to take hold of and to rescue this drowning scorpion. But as he does, the scorpion stings him. And his hand immediately swells up, his face is twisted in pain. But again he reaches out to get the scorpion and again the scorpion stings him. And there's a bystander who says, what do you think you're doing? Are you mad? Why are you trying to save that ugly, evil creature? And the old man looks up and he answers, my friend, just because it is in the scorpion's, just as it is in the scorpion's nature to sting, so it is in my nature to save. It was our fallen nature to sin. It was God's loving nature to save. And then lastly, Jesus saves us because he loved us more than he loved himself. He loved us more than his own life. St. Paul wrote, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Jesus didn't come to lay down the law. He came to lay down his life in love. He could have come off the cross and summoned five, five legions of angels to his side. But instead he dies. Why? Because love lies bleeding. That's what the cross is about. Love lies bleeding. What love? Professor Don Carson wrote this. It was not the nails that held Jesus to that wretched cross. It was his love for sinners like me. He really couldn't save himself because he loved us. 
I have a friend who was a sergeant major in the SAS called Mark. And he told me about an incident that took place when the SAS was sent in to rescue a group of British hostages in Sierra Leone about 15 years ago. And he told me that his friends went in, they found out where the British hostages were, they went in, they located them, they blew the door off, they got into the cells, they again blew the door off, opened the cells, and the prisoners just cowered. They'd been tormented and tortured, and it was dark, and there was all this noise, and the soldiers said, we are the SAS, and we've come to rescue you, but you must come with us now. They came to their senses. They got up from their cell. They followed the SAS troopers out. Outside, there was a Chinook helicopter waiting for them. They clambered onto the Chinook. A firefight was going on, and one of the men who had blown open the, the jail doors was shot. High-velocity round. He was dead before he hit the ground. They put him onto the helicopter. On the twin rotor helicopter they lifted up the the rear end first up it went and my friend told me that this warrior his blood ran down the helicopter and surrounded the feet of those who'd been rescued and this is what my friend said to me they knew the cost of their freedom they knew the cost of their freedom Love lies bleeding. What is Good Friday about? What is Calvary about? What is Jesus all about? He is about the one who comes to save us by not saving himself. Why? Because he loved us more than himself and he knew that we could not save ourselves. What are we to do? like those who are held in the set that were held in Sierra Leone jail they've got to look to those the one who rescues them and they've got to follow him